Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby from Oregon, and Bonnie from Oklahoma will be joining us in a couple weeks. Something a little bit different on today's show. We're going to hear from my buddy Nick from Minnesota. His farm was hit by a couple tornadoes last week. So we're going to chat with Nick about the damage, uh, about the assessment, how they figured out how strong the winds were, how strong the tornadoes were. And uh, we're going to ask some questions about the fact that, you know, your farm was hit by a tornado. Walk us through that whole process of how you deal with this and how you kind of recover and uh, what's the community effect been after now. And these were small tornadoes, but the fact that everybody was dealing with this is really an interesting conversation. So uh, we are going to hear from Nick here in just a minute. Uh, weather-wise, out here in Oregon, the last couple of days, it's been uh, showers on and off. Temperatures were in the upper 80s, and they've now come back down into the mid to upper 60s. So the forecast for the rest of the week here in Oregon, showers to today on and off, and then we're getting into much more of a fall-type pattern. There'll be uh, a lot more rain on the way. I know I saw last night's 0Z GFS um, said that we might have a day tomorrow on Friday where we could be looking at over half an inch of rain. So um, we're in a water deficit. I know that the water year just restarted uh, October 1st, but just going back for the calendar year, we are at a deficit and in a near drought. So it'll be good to finally get some weather, so get some wetter weather, I should say, and uh, start building that rain. Hopefully we start building the snowpack here pretty quick. Um, it's going to be really important. And I know that, you know, some of the forecasts say that we're heading into an El Nino for this winter, which means uh, hopefully warmer conditions but wetter conditions too so we really do need the rain um i hope we can build a good snowpack because that really does affect how we will be uh shaping up fire weather wise as we get into the spring summer and then into next fall but as i said earlier i want to play this conversation i taped earlier today with nick from minnesota talking about the tornado that hit his farm nick your farm was hit by a tornado a couple days ago Tell me about that experience with a twister touching down so close to home. Yeah, well, um, kind of. I think the funniest thing about the whole thing, it's not really funny, but the oddest uh, part about the whole experience was um, how quickly it all happened. Um, it was like the weather system moved in. It was really nasty for about between five and seven minutes, and then everything just cleared up like nothing had ever happened. Um, so... It wasn't my first experience with tornadoes, um, but this one was uh, definitely interesting. It seemed to maybe come in a couple of waves, which uh, led me to believe that there might have actually been a couple of different uh, storm cells that came through. So we'll definitely get to that, but you said this was a quick hit, five to seven minutes. Tell me yeah. what happened damage-wise in those five to seven minutes. Uh, in those five to seven minutes, um, on our property, we lost about 100 trees. Um ranging from anywhere from like, you know, just new saplings or like two to three inches in diameter all the way up to trees that were up to three feet in diameter in some cases. Um, it's kind of interesting. They all kind of went down in different directions. Um, we lost a bench, which was a, kind of a funny story. About 150 pounds or so was thrown 
the opposite direction of all the other tree damage in the area. Um, we lost part of our barn. Um, our neighbors actually had a tree come down on top of their house and smash in their roof, which is really unfortunate. Um, lots of fence damage, trees down across the road. Um, and it was just loud, lots of loud snapping, banging. We, uh, I think the last report that I read had somebody, uh, uh, somebody had clocked 110 mile an hour straight line winds. So it was a pretty furious storm, but man, it came through quick and uh, cleaned us up and then, and then went on its way. So uh, the Im- immediate aftermath, you and I had been talking when the storm had gone through and, you know, it was now dark. And so night had fallen. Um, talk about the fact that you guys had to get out and kind of assess us in the middle of the night. Yeah, so, uh, well, it wasn't really the middle of the night, but it was definitely after after the sun had gone down. I'd say it was about eight or so. And uh, we went out to assess some of the damage. And the first thing that I noticed was that there was a sheriff's deputy up on our main road. Um, parked them and he was obviously closing the road for some reason. So I went up there to chat with him and found out that one of our larger trees, excuse me, one of our larger trees had uh, fallen down across the highway, which made it impassable. And so a neighbor and I uh, kind of chatted with the deputy and I knew from previous experience that uh, he couldn't ask us to move the tree. Uh, so we offered to move the tree for him as he was waiting for the utility department to get there. And uh, he was he, he kind of laughed. He's like, well, I can't ask you to do anything, but if this tree made its way off the road, that sure would be helpful. And within about 20 minutes, there was three or four guys with chainsaws that were chopping this tree up and we had the road cleared. So that was probably the first thing that we had to do. But then our own on our own property, our driveway was blocked by about 10 trees that had fallen across the driveway it's about a quarter mile from the highway to our house and so the full the next day i mean we had to walk into our property and then the next day uh the main priority was you know making our our egress passable um so that was spent just you know moving moving trees and chopping big trees into smaller logs and pulling them out with the tractor you had mentioned that you thought this was possibly more than one tornado or at least a tornado and maybe some straight line winds. Um, yeah. How did you come to that conclusion? Um, well, to the, the two tornado thing, I, I came to the conclusion after reading the, the National Weather Service suspicion that there had been two storms that came through or two tornadoes that came through our area. So that wasn't on me, but. I came to the suspicion uh, or to the acceptance, I should say, that a tornado had gone through when I went on Google Earth and mapped out an area or took an aerial foot, uh, photo of our property and then started drawing arrows um, in the direction in which trees had fallen. And it was obviously it was obvious from that uh, graphic that uh, there were winds going in multiple directions, not just in the the straight uh, northeastern direction um, that the winds were clocked at at 110 miles an hour. And then uh, back to the bench thing, that was the weirdest thing of all. There are actually two benches that ended up in the river, which is directly west of our property. And all of most of the tree damage on our property fell to the east. And I mean, I understand that I understand that trees can fall in multiple directions based on uh, you know, the integrity of their trunk and whatnot and whichever way they're growing. Uh, so that to me wasn't enough, but seeing a uh, fixed object um, 
moved in the opposite direction of the direction that the wind was blowing would be indicative to me of some kind of uh, multi-directional wind. And you had shared that map with me, and I actually gave a quick um, presentation on this to my Oregon AMS chapter last week. Um, Nick, you said that you had read the National Weather Service statement, and I know they came out to do a kind of a damage assessment. Talk about what it was like working with those guys. Um, it, it was it was pretty interesting. I mean, there's just a lot of measurements, a lot of pictures, a lot of um, you know looking at tree damage, um, trying to figure out, uh, like I mentioned mentioned before. You know, each tree, even though it might look super healthy on the outside, once it snaps off, you might find that your tree is actually rotted out on the inside and only a small part of it um, is still alive and healthy, um, which can be really deceiving when you're assessing damage because, yes, a, a tree that's three foot in diameter may have snapped off at the base, but really there wasn't much holding that structure up. Um, so they came out to take pictures and take measurements of that kind of stuff. Um, to basically either confirm or disconfirm that uh, that a tornado or a storm, you know, powerful enough to generate a tornado uh, may have may have come through. To my knowledge, in the area that I live, nobody uh, saw a funnel cloud touchdown. Um, it was pretty dark, so I wouldn't be surprised if nobody saw it. Um, but the latest report that I saw suggested that an EF zero and an EF one came through the came through the area in which I live. So, Nick, you live in Cannon Falls, Minnesota, so you're you're not too far from, you know, Minneapolis, St. Paul, but um, you said this is not your first brush with tornadoes. Where on yeah. the scale, how many times have you dealt with them before? Um, I would say probably, I, I can't say for sure because I lived in Kansas when I was pretty young, um, but honestly, my earliest childhood memory, um, it has to do with a tornado. I was five years old i believe and uh, we lived in garden city kansas and a tor the tornado siren went off and we we had a basement um so we went down into the basement and uh i remember uh my brother and i being underneath the bed in one of the bedrooms downstairs but my mom uh was pregnant with my sister and so she couldn't fit under the bed and i just no. remember being really scared that my mom was going to be blown away by the tornado because she couldn't, uh, she couldn't be completely safe by the bed. Um, but there was my dad was actually telling me one day um, when we lived in Kansas, we had there were uh, five tornadoes in one day um, in Garden City, Kansas. So, I mean, I, I would I wouldn't say that I'm well versed or well experienced, but um, I, this is a, this is my first. This is not my first experience. Sure, and you know, you talk about having to deal with the cleanup and go through and do the damage assessment. Uh, were you surprised at the type of damage that was caused by these tornadoes? Um, yeah, I was really surprised, actually. I mean, um, just the sheer—I mean, the sheer force that came through. I, I wasn't surprised necessarily by the damage. I was surprised by the damage that occurred in the very brief period of time in which the storm was really raging. Um, I mean, all over Goodhue County, Minnesota, there are massive trees that are down. There were buildings that were collapsed. There were, um, I mean, you, you power lines that were down, um, cars that were smashed. I mean, there was one car, uh, a truck actually that had a, it's like one of those mobile billboards mm -hmm. and, uh, the billboard, uh, the, the whole truck just blew over. 
uh, it was parked in the it was parked in a parking lot, and the wind just blew this truck over onto its side. Uh, I mean, there. What's crazy to me is uh, a lot of these trees were very old, which you know, as I said before, might mean that they were a little less healthy than they appeared to be. Uh, but the face of the of a lot of people's property is is forever changed because it will never look the same again in their lifetime. Uh, so just driving through town, it's it's kind of shocking. I talked to a lady who had lived in Cannon Falls um, for 52 years, and she said that it was the worst storm that we've ever that they've ever had here. So um, it, it's it's been pretty impactful to the community. Um, but on the flip side of that. Uh, it, it was really cool to see everyone come out and help each other out. Um, that was a that was a really cool experience to just, you know, it wasn't a it wasn't a question of asking people to help. It was, you know, what 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 is it that we can do to help you? Um, we had almost too much help at some points, so that was really cool to see. You know, it, it's really impressive to see what five to seven minutes of a thunderstorm, of a tornado, of straight line winds can do. Nick, I really appreciate it. I know you're on your way to Minneapolis-St. Paul. Thank you for taking a moment to join me today on B-Squared. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. A fascinating conversation there with Nick about his farm being hit by those two tornadoes. That's going to do it for us on today's edition of B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby from Oregon. Bonnie from Oklahoma will be joining us in a couple weeks. We look forward to hearing from you guys. Make sure to reach out to us on our social media channels. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We will talk to you next week.